Did Don Draper really buy the world a Coke? Did Tony Soprano really die or just order more onion rings? The finales of our favorite shows can make us argue, make us cry, and make us crazy. From Spotify and The Ringer, I'm Andy Greenwald, and this is Stick the Landing, a new podcast where we'll be telling the story of modern TV backwards, one fade out at a time. Find Stick the Landing on Wednesdays on the Prestige TV feed, on Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's no better feeling than a personal win, and the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Welcome to Food News. I'm Juliette Littman. And I'm David Jacoby. Let's put 30 minutes on the clock. 30 if minutes. If you want to be a part of this podcast, give us a call at 646-STEW-138. You know, the phone number feels really appropriate today because it's like a cozy day in which I'd be happy to eat a beef great stew. Great Yeah, it'd be great. Um, let's get into the news. Beginning with a topic um, that's related to our previous podcast, The Right Reasons, in which mm. we, um, since... 2012 became gigantic fans of the television show Vanderpump Rules. Um, this is literally the first episode. Literally, yeah, the first. I, I'll never forget it. We were like so excited about Sheena walking from mm-hmm. one show to the other. It's, yeah, it was huge. Great piece of cinematography. In, in the beginning of that show, there was a bite. And actually, this is in an episode of um, The Ringer's podcast on Scandaval. Yes. It's called an American Scandaval. Oh, I know. Um, it's really good. Check it out on the Ringer Reality Suite podcast. In that show, they play the bite where Stasi's like, you, be, I forget exactly what she says, but in the most offensive way possible, she's like, you can really only work at Sir if you're a size two or less because of the uniform. Oh, yeah, is. I remember. And it was like just an outrageous thing to say, but um, really rang true. And the reason I bring this up today is because Lisa Vanderpump and her husband, Ken Todd, are being sued by Tom Tom employees, the bar uh, named for Tom Sandoval and Tom Schwartz, saying that they were um, wrongfully terminated and subjected to retaliation and defamation and many other like poor uh, working environments and and uh, just conditions, excuse me. Um I'm not surprised by this because a big part of the show is about what an outrageous place it is to work. Yes. So this is going to be a tough one for Lisa and Ken, I think. It's also tricky for me because I assume that most sort of like restaurant environments are kind of gnarly like this. I agree. Because of the service industry, the the human interaction, the the cleanliness standards that food holds to and whatnot. But then when you look at it, like they're subjected to 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 like um, mistreatment such as late paychecks and sewage in the break room. And I was like, hold on a second. That's really gross. So, but it, that sounds to me like a toilet overflowed. You yes. know what I mean? And someone needs to mop it up and clean it. And no one claimed it. That's what happened. It's not, but like, it's not like just sewage coming from the sprinklers on top of your head in the break room. And late <laughs> paychecks just kind of happen from time to time. I didn't feel like those were the egregious violations. I am sure that sexual misconduct happens in, in most of these environments, most days. But I didn't feel like this was particularly like the, exactly the, the charges in which you want to levy down on, on Vanderpump. Yeah, like. I agree with you. There may have been like an overflowing toilet one day leading to like, quote unquote, unsafe working conditions. But labor laws and harassment, I, I do believe there's probably some violations Oh, there. yeah. Oh, I'm sure there is. Yeah. I'm sure there are in most places. Yes, definitely. Yes. But especially in a place where like, 
there's so much, I doubt there's like HR and there's like a lot of workplace relationships. Exactly. Yes. So. That's exactly what I mean. Like it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's a hard thing to, to sort of like legislate if, if you owned and operated a restaurant and, and it's gotta be a very difficult work environment to navigate. And I also think that. Also, if I was ever going to trust anyone to navigate that at the absolute bottom of my list would be Tom Schwartz. I would never. I, was, be like, I thought you were going to say Sandoval. I was like, no, no, under that Schwartz. Yeah, yeah, Schwartz. yeah, yeah, yeah. Schwartz or was, anything. I would never trust Schwartz with literally anything. Anything. I would not want him to babysit. I would not ask him if to mail a check for me. If you gave him a grocery list. Yeah. And he went to the grocery store. You would get at least five phone calls asking for more details and explanations. He would be the worst Instacart shopper of all time. He's bad at everything. Yeah, yeah he, he's bad at everything he's ever tried to do besides like looking cute, kind of. Is there any task you would trust him with? Like literally anything. Making a cocktail. I, I don't even think that. <laughs> I, I've never seen him do it. And he's been on TV in a bar environment for years. Yeah. So I don't. I don't even think that. I think like. I I would hope I would trust him to be like the host. I think to like check people in on the sure. iPad. No, he'd mess that up. He probably would. He would definitely mess. And then that someone up. would be pissed because they'd be like, they'd be yeah, like, listed I as a no reservations. show. Yeah, or oh, even worse, mess. a strike on your open table account and like oh, yeah. Schwartz's it would, fault. Yeah, it'd be an absolute mess. And one thing that this sort of opened my eyes to was the 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 sprawling Vanderpump Empire, which has now got a, a villa in in France, which they're doing a reality show about. Can't wait. To th- what, the third location in Vegas. Vegas? Yeah. She's really got a little little thing going here. She's crushing it. She doesn't need to be on TV, but she still is anyway. Yeah. And I also feel like Ken shouldn't be involved in this for some reason. He like, should or should not? Yeah, he should not. Why not? I don't feel like Ken really has an active role in any of these businesses. Oh, interesting. I think he does. You know, before they came to Hollywood, they had like clubs in Europe, like yeah. in the south of France. I think that's and when like, he was in his heyday where he was hands-on. I feel like this is much more her thing now. I think that she's the face, but I think he's still hands-on for okay. sure. Like... I mean, he's certainly hands on the dogs, fucking always carrying one of those things. <laughs> always. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Another litigious story. Mm. Hershey's is being sued for $5 million because at Halloween, they advertise that there'll be a cute face on your peanut butter cup, your special pumpkin Your pumpkin-shaped one. peanut butter cup. It looks like it's a jack-o'-lantern. It is cute. And I do love those like seasonal peanut butter cups. It's yeah. Like, they always like up the interior peanut butteriness. It's so they delicious. They go hard in September and October. I, I fucking I love a peanut butter cup. It's a perfect candy. Um, Some people are pissed, specifically this one woman named Cynthia Kelly in Florida. Yes. That the pumpkin didn't look like it was a jack o' lantern. It yeah. just looked like the shape of a pumpkin with the pumpkin ridges on it, but there was no carving inside of the pumpkin. And she was so pissed that she reached out to this company, which is basically like a, a lawyer who fields a bunch of crazy lawsuits. He says he takes 1% of the lawsuits that were pitched to him. This is one of the ones that he decided that, oh, yeah, we're going to sue Hershey for $5 million. And like most of these lawsuits, what do you, what, what do you who cares? Whether it's got a carving in it or not, you're a grown woman, just eat the peanut butter cup. Here's a great quote from him. His name is Anthony Russo. Today, it's a $2 item. Tomorrow, yes. it's your vehicle. The next day, it's your home. home. It could be your life savings or your nest egg that you're saving for your retirement. It could be anything if it's not kept under control. That's he, why, that's why, he like, why did he so, was, liber- so liberally? Yes, yeah, so the, the question was like, why $5 million on a $2 item of candy? And he's like, well, listen, it starts at $2, but the next thing they could be like, tell, taking your life insurance away. It's like, well, wait a second. That's a large leap here. What is the it we're discussing here, Mr. Exactly. Russo. Yeah. The it is used very, very yes. liberally. Yeah, yes. Um, I also, NPR, this is a story from NPR. Uh, 
Anthony Russo is also representing the plaintiffs. He's also representing the plaintiffs who are in a class action suit against Burger King, claiming that the company uses misleading advertising to represent its food as large than they are. Yeah. So this one really hits close to home for me because I love Burger King. I know we've discussed we've discussed also, this suit, I believe, on the show. Have. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we yeah. have. But I just I just think that like maybe we should try to like contact Anthony Russo. I was about to say. First ever food news interview. Should we interview him? Let's get Anthony Russo. But the problem is there's probably a lot of Anthony Russos. I bet there's a lot of Anthony Russo lawyers, but we'll find this guy. I think we can find Mike him. Mike Wargon, find, find Anthony Russo. Side note. He's uh, nodding his head like I'm never doing that. Mike's yeah. I have no interest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we will do no, it. All right, we'll do it. Side note, I'm Burger King. Did you, the the great jingle that's been ringing in my ears and playing on TV for the Wait, last no, I'm year. I'm sorry, time out. BK. <laughs> I know. I know, I know you know. <laughs> My mom revealed to me over the weekend that's an old jingle. And this is what? a remix. She like knew all the words. What? And then my dad's like, yeah, of course. What? Yeah, I, th- I was like, I thought this was like a new bop they just came up oh, with. Oh, wow. And it's just a 2023 remix. Just like everything else in Hollywood. I was shocked to find this out. Are there no new ideas? I mean, when you have a perfect jingle, you shouldn't have a new idea. So I get it. Like, but. Yeah. But I was just so surprised. I'm loving it. That's McDonald's. Written by? T-Pain. No. Who is it? Justin Timberlake. Oh, yeah. Claims it. I'm loving it. However, Pusha T says he did it. Right, Pusha T. Yes, yes. I got my T's confused. Little food news trivia. Justin Timberlake. That guy. Pusha T. Love Pusha T. I wonder who gets credit for that. Financially. When I think about Pusha T, I just think of him saying, you are hiding a child. <laughs> yes. Several years ago about Drake. Yes. Which turned out to be and true. it's true. Yeah. And I think he changed Shout Adonis' out life. Adonis, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You see <laughs> his right. rap video? Yes, of course. Not great. Let's move on to a heist. Jacoby, I kick it over to you. Let so, us know what happened. You know I love food heists. I do it's know of, that. It's one of my passions here on this program. And usually the star of the heist is the, the idiocy of the people that pull off the heist the sort of like quirkiness of the items that they're stealing. But this, the star of this heist is a 10-month-old puppy. One that Ken Todd is holding? (laughs) No, but it is a bloodhound, which is a carryable (laughs) size. So where is this? Gavonia? Gastonia. Gastonia? Gastonia, North Carolina. A town of 80,000 people. They employed Bo, a 10-month-old bloodhound, as the seventh member of the K-9 unit. Okay, you've got 80,000 people in the town. How many members of the K-9 unit do you think would be sufficient to, to, to be the K-9 unit of a police station in a 80,000-person town? One? Zero is the answer. <laughs> Fucking zero. But they've got a whole kennel over there. There's a real, there's a real, like a real dog loving police crew over there. I feel like some of these these dogs aren't working that hard. But they brought in Bo. What are the laws around restricting their hours? Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know the labor law. I mean, I just besmirched the labor laws of restaurant employees about saying. five minutes ago. <laughs> I'm already in trouble in terms minutes. of labor laws discussion, Julia. Let's not bring this up. Bo is really talented, though. He's he's contributed a lot. Yeah, he's been there for like a week and a half. He's already solved three cases. One case, this is unrelated to the, the food heist, was a, a, a senior walked away from his home and they, they smells the pillowcase. Boom, found him a couple blocks away. Oh, a missing child? Smell the pillowcase, Bo. Boom. Found the kid in a neighboring neighborhood, which sounds at least a mile away, right? An old another neighborhood. I need to know how old this child was. I'm like a well, little. Well, I know Bo's 10 months. 
<laughs> Do you know how much it would cost to bring Bo from Kentucky to North Carolina? I know exactly how much that would cost. $5,000. <laughs> and how much does it cost to keep, to take care of Bo? See, now, Bo deserves better treatment than this. Because I saw this, right? I'm glad you're asking the right questions here, Juliet. Because it says in the article that Bo's upkeep is 200 I mean, sorry, $20,000 a no, year. No, it's $2,000 yeah, a year. Yeah, sorry, $2,000 a year. Exactly. So divide that by 50 weeks, right? Where we get to 40 <laughs> bucks a week, right? I, I, Is I, my I, math right there? I'm interested no? in the, it's, no, it's, yeah, yeah, it's 40 bucks a week. 40 bucks a week. But, but treat Bo better than that. Also. When it's a 40 divide, no, Bo needs not, to go to the spa. It's not a salary Bo's for working. Bo. I just want to know, it's, yeah, 52 weeks. It's even less per week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, be technical. <laughs> Also, I believe that like having a pet is really expensive. Yeah. And as far as I know, it's more than two thousand dollars. Thank a you. Year. Yes. And what about the like, labor the of vet. the upkeep? What about the vet? Yeah. Who's yeah, taking care of, of this dog? Yeah. Who's paying for Bo's insurance? And Bo needs better treatment. Bo solved three crimes, and Bo got there like a week and a half ago. Bo was the star. <laughs> to your point about this being like a giant unit, the crime is that he found. A Pizza Hut box. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'll tell the story of the crime. Okay, sorry. I, I was just giving some background information on Bo and the, <laughs> and the department in which he works in. Carry on, okay, my bad. Okay, So uh, uh, there's a DoorDash delivery person that is delivering a pizza. Call comes into the station. A DoorDasher has been robbed, right? That would happen to Tom Schwartz. So someone's like, Bo, come with me. Like we we've got just the dog for this. Like the idea that they rush, they like they don't just go to the scene of the crime and interview the dasher and be like, what did they look like? They're like, we need to get a dog involved in this. In this, <laughs> they bring Bo out. Guess what? Great call. Great call. Bo falls the scent of the Pizza Hut party box all the way to two eighteen-year-olds' home. They knock on the door. The 18-year-olds answer the door and they just ran away with a pizza box. And it's the police. Okay. I want to pause right here. The box was worth $30. $30. Government funds of any kind are going towards finding this pizza box. Of any kind, $30. a full seven-person seven-dog canine unit, $2,000 a year for Bo's upkeep, $5,000 for his travel from Kentucky. What I, What about Bo did they have to travel him from Kentucky to North Carolina? I have no idea. He's 10 months Re old. How trained can he be? Can he just like run? How far? I mean, are they states nearby or something? <laughs> can he just run? <laughs> can he just run? How many miles does a dog Great run question. in his life? Yeah. Does a dog run in their life? Depends. If you're, it depends on what kind of dog you're. Inside dog, outside dog, running dog, okay, hunting so, dog. Sorry. Back to the crime. Dog. Uh, back to the crime. Yep. An 18 year old resident of Gastonia and another person about whom we have no details. They were found to to have stolen the $30 box of food. Yes. They were then arrested and charged with common law robbery. I just think this is ridiculous. I do not want someone going to jail or facing any punishment over a $30 well, box yeah. of pizza. No, I disagree. You can't just have people running the streets, grabbing pizza boxes and, and running away. And I want to know, did the second person, were they involved in the actual robbery of the pizza? Because if they got charged, I don't want them to be sitting on their couch high and then if a roommate comes home be like, I just stole this pizza. Then you have a couple <laughs> bites. Next thing you know, you're in cuffs. I need to know what the punishment was because I'm going to be really fucking pissed if they had anything beyond like a fine or I'm sure that's having a to get ticket. a box of pizza. Yeah, I'm sure it's a little ticket, but you have to punish them. You can't, you can't just be, you can't catch someone who stole a I pizza would be irate. and then not do anything about it if you're the police. I would, I would not steal a, a pizza box. I, I wouldn't steal. 
But I, if I were, if I did. If you were a door dasher. If I was. By yourself in your let car. Let me finish. Let me just okay, finish. Fine. If I were a petty criminal and I was stealing a $30 box of Pizza Hut goods and I was brought down by a dog, I would just be like, I don't deserve anything. I, this if, is so embarrassing. I should have done better. Well, this some is on of me. Bo's colleagues are like German shepherds. He's got two colleagues that are German shepherds. They do a whole breakdown of the, the demographics of the canine unit. And But Bo is like a cute little bloodhound. That makes it worse. Like this little puppy, that little puppy with the long ears, dragging on the ground. It's just, just so my whole robbery embarrassing. plan. Embarrassing. There's, there's three type, there's three of one breed that I've never heard of before. I've never heard of them either. Yeah, Belgian Malinose. Malinois? Yeah. I, I don't know. What the fuck is that? I don't know. Probably Malinois. I have no idea. And like, this, this, there's obviously someone that works in this police department just collects dogs. I've looked at Belgian Malinois, and it looks like the kind of dog you would expect to like. Oh so, yeah, solve that's, a crime. A, that's a police dog. It's a police yeah, dog. That's yeah, that's a police dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just rename that one. <laughs> um, there's also a Belgian Shepherd. I'm sure it's going to look like that. Very similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And then there's Bo. And Bo. Who's like very low to Bo's the ground. There, Bo's a good locker room guy. He's never vibes. You know what I mean? I don't know. He's very effective. <laughs> Three crimes. No, two people were just missing. They weren't even crimes. <laughs> well, Three mysteries solved. Day, one day Tom Schwartz is going to show up at home. They're going to get Bo and be like, Bo, smell his pillowcase. And they're going to find him at like the Chateau Marmont, like in a dumpster. <laughs> I would definitely wake trust him up. Bo over <laughs> yeah, Tom, Tom Schwartz, Schwartz. to handle any task. And anything. Bo's already accomplished more in his professional life than Tom Schwartz has. And Bo's 10 months old. Oh, man. Oh, Bo. Bo. I, I love Bo. I don't know. I'm mixed about Bo. What? I just... Oh, I, see, I say Bo needs better treatment. I side with humans at all times. And so I just... Uh. I'm worried about... The people who stole the box. Maybe they were falling on hard times. Maybe they, I, I don't know. I just worried about them. Julia, <laughs> okay. They see a, 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 a female door dasher. I believe it's a female door dasher. They Doesn't run matter. up to her. Who cares? It does. They run up to her, grab her stuff, and then run away. And you're like, I'm worried about those people. Those are bad people, Juliet. How many times have you stolen a pizza box from a stranger before? Never, but maybe my life has always been easier than these people. And they just were like really hungry or something. Oh my God. You took it too far. <laughs> You took you took you took your I'm empathy sorry. for the human race too far. I'm sorry. Screw those people <laughs> running around stealing pizza, laughing about it. I'm so glad We're Bo hunted them it. down. I don't know if they're laughing. I'm so We're glad laughing. Bo hunted them down. <laughs> Jacoby, we have time for one more story. Oh man, we really ate up a lot of time on Bo. Didn't we? <laughs> sorry about that. Greatness really needs <laughs> to needs breathe. a lot of time. Yeah, yeah. Um, should we finish with one more heist? Um, Tequila? No. I, this transitions well into my personal food news. Okay. So let's finish with the ice cream trend. Follow up. Okay. Um, we tried this a few months ago. Yep. Olive oil on your ice cream is a trend that is sweeping the nation. And TikTok. I saw one of the videos that has That's nine. That's what sweeping the nation means yeah. on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. And eight, nine million views of this one woman just basically saying, first of all, she's got like the most beautiful bowl and spoon combination I've ever seen. And then she puts like, Wait, she's super skinny and made up and like totally like did herself up for this video. And she definitely doesn't eat like three scoops of ice cream every night, which is just BS. And then she tops it with some good olive oil and puts the the the, the salt on top. And I, I found some of the comments interesting. They're like, have you, have you considered hot fudge? <laughs> when you get to there, <laughs> when you get to that level of thinking, you're like, ah, well, I guess you do have a point. 
This would be better without fudge. Um, it has to be really good olive oil. It yes. can't be any of that fake shit we read about. Yes. Your if salt. You have a olive your, oil. your salt needs to be good as well. Yes. And I think it has to be like a really good vanilla bean. It can't be just like any ice cream. But if I'm gonna go get a really good vanilla ice cream, and then I'm like, let me get some high quality toppings for this. Olive oil is gonna be pretty low in the power rankings of what toppings there are there. I I think I agree. Do you know what I think else you'll agree with? What? What's underrated? What? Uh, peanut butter syrup on top of ice cream. No. What? I, I, I just, that's like not in my world. It's not oh, something I, like I do. That. I know. Maybe you should try. I like a raspberry sauce or like a strawberry well, that's sauce. that's not in my world. That's gross. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. But like just, you All know, right. different, different folks, different what strokes. About peanut butter and strawberries. I'd be interested in that. A little PB&J on top of a, a, that sounds good. You know, I like really love ice cream, but as we talk about it, I just like don't have a craving for it right now. Because we ate a gallon and a half last week. <laughs> last week we did. <laughs> that was so good. That was so good. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to today's taste test. This is controversial. Is it? We yeah. are doing a blind taste test of grapes. Mike. Grapes. We're going to flight. Yeah. Mike has bought four kinds of grapes, and we are going to taste them blind and see if we can determine which is which. He's going to hand us a plate. We won't know which kind we're having. This is, well, one is red, one is green, one is cotton candy, and the other is? Muscat Beauty. Muscat, Muscat Beauty, Beauty. Which I haven't I heard think, of. I think I wrote a horse called refer- that one. Is that in referring Utah. to like the Ten animal or the country minutes. or the city in Oman? Muscat. I think Muscat and Muskrat are what you're getting confused. I think you're right. Yes. <laughs> I'm not good with animals. The first time I've ever been right on this show. <laughs> All right, Mike. My eyes are closed. All right, my eyes are closed too. Give us the first plate. I asked Mike before the show if he was going to feed the grapes to us, and he refused. <laughs> All right. Oh, I got the one I grabbed did not feel firm enough. Uh, I had the same experience. Okay. Harder than you think. Harder than you think. Do I reserve judgment or do we guess? I'm going with red based on um, the skin. Mm. You're not supposed to look at it. I didn't look at it. So based oh. on the way it tastes. Obviously, oh, I wouldn't God. say red based on the skin from having looked at it. That would be cheating. I need to get a second one. This is hard. <laughs> Wait, he just got stolen from me. <laughs> I still have my eyes closed. I don't know if that was Mike or Julian. I'm guessing Mike because it was aggressive. <laughs> All right. I'll try. All right do, I have to, do I have to call my shot? All right, I'm having I'm having another one. I think that was um, the muskrat. The first one or the second one? The first one. I haven't tried the second one. Oh, yet. the first one I think was just red. I don't even know if muskrat is red or green. You're still on the first one. <laughs> oh, just, so we are? Oh. just so we know. Well, no one ripped it from my hand, so I assumed it was the next one. <laughs> so what am I holding right now? The number one or number two? Number one. Okay, so I'm having my second number one. Wait, I didn't know that was allowed. Someone stole mine. Someone stole mine. How come she gets the second one, Mike? Reach back in. <laughs> This is bullshit. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Let's try the next one. Tastes like a grape. This is harder than you think. It's really Everybody hard. at home, do this at your house. This also, is much harder than you think. They all taste like grapes. If you don't look at them. Is it time to pick? Mike, tell us when. Number two is there. Okay. Number two is here. All right. Oh, my feels much bigger. Mmm. Whoa. I don't like this. I've never had this before. This is the muscat. Ugh. Hold on. That's muscat, and it's bad. That's muscat, and the first one was green. Oh, that was bad. I that really was hated bad. it. That was delicious. I love grapes, for the record. Grapes are good. Number three is there. Okay. Right, number three. Ooh, good the, firmness. The cotton candy ones are going to be pretty easy to have. Red. Mmm. Sour. 
Not sour. Not sour. Hmm. I think this is red. That one's red. I already said I red. got green. I call it all of them green, red now. I know. Green muscat <laughs> red. That's my order. I think you're right. Green muscat red. But no. No, no, no. You can't just tail me like that. Okay, fine. Then. I have your own thoughts. You red. went red, red, red is what you went with. <laughs> red. I'm going with red muscat green. Okay, right. the fourth ones are there now. All right, here we What's go. The, that's got to be cotton candy. I don't know. They feel bigger. I mean, too small to be that. Ooh. Okay. I'm re- that one tastes like perfume. All right, I got it. I got it. Okay. Are we opening our eyes yet? Um. Yes. Okay. I got the first one is my final answer. Okay. First one, green. Second one, cotton candy. Third one, red. Fourth one, muskrat. <laughs> okay. I I know that I'm totally wrong, but this is just what my thought. This is what well, I'm just, going maybe with. Maybe we'll get one red right apiece. <laughs> red. Muscat. Green, cotton candy. I know that's totally wrong, though. Okay, so the answer is red, cotton candy, green, muscat. So I got one right. I got one right. I got two right. Yeah, I got two right, too. Nice. Good job by us. Woo, that was hard. That was fun, though. That was hard. I I encourage people to do this at home. Close your eyes and eat some grapes of different different varieties. You'll you'll be surprised. What's the one that I hated? The muscat? Cotton candy. Oh, cotton candy. It wasn't. I've had cotton candies that taste much more like cotton candy. Me, too. Okay. Time for personal food news. Personal food news. You go first, as always. <clears throat> Thank you. Mm. Um, I was driving down I-95 yesterday, as I do often. I was coming home from Cape Cod, and I needed lunch. I like get like a real bugaboo, but it's just like the fastest time possible, so I don't like to go off the road. So I was limited to my Connecticut on-the-road options. Yeah. And so for lunch yesterday, I had an item. I didn't know existed until yesterday. I'm intrigued. Dunkin' Donuts grilled cheese. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you familiar with that? Well, I'm a I'm a heavy Dunkin' Donut um, user because so, I have the app. You know, if okay. I have the app, then That's I'm in. That's how I found out about it because of the app. I was ordering my coffee and then it said regional item grilled cheese. When it said regional, regional. item. Regional. Oh, yeah, that would I, get me too, but they're actually I was everywhere. Like, I had to have it. And um, I would say it is like... It, it was a fire fest type situation. I was just like, this is like barely a sandwich. It's they, not, they could do better. There's a reason that I, we haven't discussed this before. <laughs> <laughs> I don't recommend it. It, I, it, I, it feels like something they would serve my kids at public school lunch in New York City. Yeah, it was like... One of those I, I was kind of glad I didn't have like a McDonald's burger because I didn't feel sick. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was very underwhelmed. The, the visual experience is, is not... They don't even have a sandwich press. Like, great, yeah. Like, no, no, they um they just like put it in like a heater. Yeah, it's not, not a microwave, and not an oven, cheese, it's a heater. The cheese doesn't melt and the bread doesn't crisp. Yeah. So it's, it's like it's like a more of like a heated cheese sandwich that is a grilled cheese. It was like it was really bad. And um my uh former uh uh care person who takes care of my kids, Axel, one time got sick from one of those. Okay. So I went off of that. I'm gonna I have a few personal food news. One just just uh, going right off of yours is I asked for um, I believe it was like egg white bites from in a, on my Dunkin' Donut app, and someone else went and got the and picked up the order because I ordered them stuff too, and they came back and they gave me like a, a like a breakfast chicken wrap from Dunkin' Donuts. What? It was totally not what I expected. It was like a it was, was like it a good? chicken quesadilla. It was like a breakfast chicken quesadilla from Dunkin' Donuts. I've never seen it on the menu. Here's the thing about Dunkin'. It was green in the middle. And it was pretty good. Oh, okay. It was pretty good. Uh, Duncan really excels at Duncan at coffee and at donuts. And I would say from yeah. there, it's a steep decline. The hash browns. 
Oh, I haven't had those. Hash browns are really well seasoned. Okay. They don't taste like hash browns. They have like herbs in them as well. Oh, okay. I'll try hash, that. Hash browns are definitely a go. All right. One thing I do like about Dunkin' Donuts is they have an item called snacking bacon, which is just bacon in a pouch. I've, I've never had it. That's like the idea. It's called snacking bacon. What do you have for breakfast? Bacon. Like nothing else. Just bacon. I respect it. It's a, I respect a, pale, it too. a paleo-friendly meal. One of my personal food news is Dunkin' Donuts related. Oh. Um, you've been touting a certain item on their menu for quite some time, and I'm not talking about the grilled cheese. Dunkin' Midnight? Yeah, it's fucking disgusting. Oh, really? Awful. Oh, I like it. Oh my god. What what like I was I was thinking about it. I was like, you know what? I've never ordered this. Juliet's been talking about this for years. I'm so excited just to have this experience. We can discuss it. And then I got I got the coffee. In the second what I time hit of my day lips, was it? Morning, early, like Okay, six. so it was freshly made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we're there like when they open. Okay. We're going to morning show. And um and it was just honestly it was it was too bitter for you? It was so bitter. And I was like, Julia m- must really love coffee. Because I like coffee, but I like it with some milk or some oat milk and maybe a little sugar. Like, I like it as sort of like as a basis for add other things to. I don't drink a lot of like black coffee, but good coffee, I can drink black. This was crazy bad. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry that you were so let down by it. I'm going to continue drinking it, but I won't well, ever recommend means, it to you again. Please. Yeah. Whatever makes you happy. I mean, maybe other people listen to this food news podcast will enjoy it. I do I, not. I do think there's a high variance with the midnight sometimes, mm. I, but I'm not trying to excuse it. I, I had one today. I have it all the it time. It tasted like someone put four espresso shots inside of a coffee. Well, that's appealing to me. Okay. So Good. I'm okay with that. Um, other food news, personal food news I have is related to that. Also Two coffee related. Minutes. I went to one of those Starbucks reserves. I was going out with another oh. couple last week and I get really tired morning show. And I was like, I needed like a latte before we go out to dinner. You needed a Dunkin' um, yes, Midnight for yes, espresso shots. Yes. <laughs> so I, we were by a Starbucks and I went in, I usually use the app, but I was like literally standing outside. And I was like, it's a Starbucks reserve where they all wear funky hats, right? And they have like different menu items. Which one was it? The one in Chelsea? Um, The one, I wouldn't call it Chelsea, but it's like Chelsea West Village. It's like 7th Avenue and like 15th, no 7th Avenue and like 12th. Oh, that's a different one. I was yeah, thinking of the one West on, Village. on uh, 9th Avenue. Yeah. And I went there. And I walk in, and a lovely young lady. She's got a little, little spunk, little attitude behind the bar. And she's okay. like, "I was like, so I was like, hey, I just get like a latte, but like this is a Starbucks. But she's like, well, I'm a Starbucks Reserve. I was like, what can I get here that's like a special? Nothing. No, she's like, we've got this whole olive oil section. Oh wow! So they had it. Did you do it? And I was like, I'm going to do this, and then talk about it on Food News. And I was like, well, how's the olive oil latte? And she's like, yeah, no. <laughs> So she was really honest. Yeah, she was like, no. She's like, but this cold brew option is good, but it was like a cold night, and I wasn't going to get like a cold brew option. Oh, my She's God. She's like, no, lo- for real, this cold brew one is good. But I asked her, like, specifically, I was like, oh, like, how is the olive oil latte? And she's like, yeah, uh-uh-uh. She, wow. was, she wasn't. I love she this wasn't honest e- barista. But she wasn't even like, she didn't give, usually if you ask uh, people working in the service industry, like, is something good, they won't just be like, no. Yeah. They'll be like, if you like extremely, like, bitter yeah. things, seconds. then yeah. You know what I mean? But like she didn't even do that. She was like, "Do not get that. Don't." Wow, it was very helpful. She was very, very helpful. Sounds like a great barista. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I, she knew. She knew what was going on. I once went to a restaurant and I asked the server. It was at Inc., which is no longer open, the Michael Vitaggio restaurant in L.A. When I lived there, Wait, Michael Vitaggio from yeah, yeah, from Top Chef. I saw. I used to be in the same Soul Cycle class as him frequently. Mm. Um, Did you go hard? This, yeah, the servers would not tell you what they liked on the menu. They, like, weren't allowed to. They, like, didn't. Oh, yeah. And I was, get that. I don't. I'm just, like, recommend I'm, stuff. I'm sure I've said my technique here before. I'll just say it again quickly. I always do the... I, because it always bothers me my wife. My wife does this all the time. She's like, 
is the fish good? Is the salmon good? I'm like, they're going to say yes. Yeah, yeah. So I always do an either or. Like I'm deciding between this or that. And then sometimes they won't just tell you which one to get, but they'll give you some information. Yeah. I just, it, they like wouldn't tell us anything. It was, it was honestly really weird. It was just yeah. like 10, over 10 years ago. And I still remember it. So, all right, quick listener food news. Hit it, Mike. Hey, Jacoby and Juliet. Justin Wilson, longtime listener, first time caller. Hey, in the last episode of Food News, you guys asked about New Year's food traditions. Mm. I can't help with uh, New Year's Eve, but there's a long, long time Appalachian New Year's Day mm. food tradition That's where Appalachian. folks eat black-eyed teas for luck, collard greens for wealth, and ham, specifically ham hock, but any sort of ham for health. Follow a lot of that. Very silly and... Uh, you know, okay. doesn't make a lot of sense anymore. It's a long-time tradition that folks from Appalachia have always done. Uh, hope that helps. Bye. Sounds delicious. Black-eyed um, peas, collard greens, and ham hock sounds like a great meal. I have never had ham hock, but I kid you not. I, I think was, you have. I was thinking about it this morning. I just was like thinking what? about ham hock. <laughs> I swear what? to God. I don't believe you. I swear to God. I, th- no. I this swear. is like deja vu. No, like one of those weird brain it's not. tricks. I was thinking about it this what morning. What makes you think about ham hock? Particularly I ham I could get, but ham hock? I don't know. I just was thinking about it. It's so weird. I swear to God. I am clairvoyant as an Aquarius. I'm clairvoyant. Yes, clearly. Yes. And <laughs> Clearly, yes, came true again. Yep, here we are. <laughs> Thank you, Justin, for revealing that Juliet can see the future. <laughs> I, I really appreciate you, Justin. Yeah. Um, that sounds like a nice meal. Yeah, I love it. I like that. that I like I'm, I, as I eat, every time I ate a bite of collard greens, I was thinking about how it's going to make me rich. <laughs> That's all I could think about. <laughs> um, all right, great. Well, thank you to our producer, Mike Wargon. We really mm. recommend doing the grape Did taste you book test. It was fun. Did you Google him? No. Mike will be Googling Anthony Russo. We'll be back next week. Have a great weekend, everybody.